Hey there, everybody. This is Sean Random. Hi there, everybody. This is Andrew Bush. And today we're doing our origin story. Much like Wolverine and um, Superman, Batman. Uh, yeah. Anybody that's got man for a last name, guess we're Random Bushman. And this is our origins. This is the origin story of Random Bushman. In three, two, one. This episode is brought to you by Origin Stories. Origin Stories, only half as sticky as Orgy Stories. Thanks, Origin Stories. What happened is that over the past four years, uh, we've been doing this for four years. Yeah, it's been, yeah. We've been cutting this. It's almost five now. It's almost five. We start off doing this show legitimately like in like we would record this in my car there was i would say we're on random bush 3.0 is that fair do you think i think so i think that's about right i think so we recorded this show multiple times we had a lot of conversations we had guests we had these things we had always different content it was always different shows we we've created so many shows like uh, over the last for almost five years. And this has become, this one has become the Frankenstein monster. Like this, this is, this is a Frankenstein's monster. That's is it. it is. Yeah, no, that's it. You, uh, Sean Random here produces the show. Uh, go, went back through the archive of all of our things and, and cut all of our conversations. Well, well, let's do like this. Let, let's say this, like Andrew and I came together about four years ago yeah. and started making a show, but we really didn't know what we were doing. We didn't have an, a goal post in mind as to what we were achieving. And along the way, we discovered that we have this kind of neat thing that we can do. It's like this weird improv conversational game that we kind of developed amongst ourselves because both Andrew and I have a have a long improv theater background, so we're very familiar with the rules of how that works. We're both stand-up comedian type actor type writer characters, so we just found that we could do these conversations that were beyond the norm, and they're just, over time, we established, we never sat down and said, okay, if I say this, you say that, or if you do that, I'll do this, or I'll lean in this way, or, but just through our friendship, we know which buttons we can push, and we know what incites something from the other, and I don't know, that, that's how we get our conversation. We originally had a show that had the cute little ukulele with it. That's right. It was an hour long show. Had some weird stuff in it. Was bizarre. But it was very unfiltered. Very un. And then we didn't have the amazing cast of actors and actresses. And well, at that people. time we weren't. Yeah. Well, see, that's another thing. Andrew and I have developed as creative people. No, I don't want to say it like that. We've developed as industry people over the last five years. Who we were five years ago compared to who we are now. Sean is a is a comedian and a writer. I'm like. Someone who's just like here and then like I have anxiety and Sean's like, ha, your anxiety's funny. Put it on, put it on a podcast. That is so <laughs> lackluster. That it, put that, your weird anxieties. Talk about how you didn't like riding a bus and you're shouting at people. You know, like <laughs> when I met Andrew, mm-hmm. he and I actually he had re, you would respond. Okay, here's something kind of creepy. Andrew and I are a Craigslist hookup. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not so, Andrew? Yeah, no. You were. Uh, I was wanting to buy your couch, and you were like, "Hey, you want to do some stand-up comedy together?" That's and I was not, like, "Sure." No. <laughs> 
That's not how it happened at all. It is kind of how it happened. Well, Sean was looking to develop his comedy. This is true. And he wanted to go out and hit the open mic scene. And I knew absolutely no one in Los Angeles. And I wanted to get into uh, entertainment in any sort of sense. In any sort of way. I don't. I didn't know the comedy scene. I didn't know the film scene. I didn't know anybody. So I wanted to come out here. And he's the first person that I kind of responded to an ad. And he responded like in, in a way that wasn't like weird or creepy or anything. Just like, I'm not yeah, a man. Creeper. Like, come on. Like, like, come on over. Like, we'll we'll get together. Let's go out to a club. We'll write together for some time. We went and we wrote together, and we would go up and we would, you know, uh, it's one of those things that's a support system. If you, especially if you're going in open mics in Los Angeles, where you have comedians who just don't care. They don't oh, care about your bits. They don't it's care. Heartless. Like they're literally like, I don't care about this guy. It's a heartless I don't care. Scene. And, and and you're just trying to develop. You're just trying to be like there. And me, I'm like, it was, it might've been better for me than it was for you because you were, because you were actually trying to do something. And I was just like, I'm just happy to be outside. Like (laughs) it was just one of those, it was just one of those, like, I rather, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. My mom doesn't know where I am right now. Yeah, exactly. Like, aha, Los Angeles, I'm big time. You know, I'm from, you know, I'm from a small town, but I had just moved. You're from a small town, but you had moved like five, four or five years prior to. Well, I had moved long before then. Mm -hmm. Um, I started on upstate New York, yeah. the Finger Lakes region, and I went to New York City, and I kind of went up and down the East Coast for a long time, spent some time in the city, and then eventually was like, screw it, I'm going to LA. Like, I did a lot of, I don't know, my East Coast experience was mostly like theater yeah. and a little bit of music, but a lot of like, a lot of traveling theater, a lot of theater, and um, I wanted to kind of do TV and commercials and see what that was kind of about. And I had always wanted to be a stand-up comic, but there's a weird animosity between the improv and stand-up community, at least on the East Coast. Um, it's odd because we should all play really well together, but for some reason there's just it's it's different strokes for different folks. Yeah. And when I was in New York, I did go out to a couple of open mics and I did try to approach it, but I was already uh, an improv comic. And so it was just, it was very obvious that I was a different type of fish in the wrong pond or whatever the cliche yeah. is. And, and that was seen as something different. It's also and something, it was, I think you told me this one time too, is that it's like, you're an actor, you've done acting, but acting is a lot of like, other people giving you lines and other people right, having right. like, you know, like, Oh, well I'm, I'm acting for someone else's thing. And then stand up becomes a thing where you are kind of yourself and you're kind of, be, you know, and you're kind of writing lines that you wrote for yourself. So it's a little bit more, I don't want to say gen. That's such a weird thing to say that's genuine versus like acting, which is like art form. I don't want to say that, but it's, 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 it's something well, they're very like, different. Yeah, things. They're very they just, different things. They're seen in a similar light. I would almost, like if you if you've ever like a lot of times if you take if you go to high school you take college classes they make you do public speaking mm-hmm. and you'd have to do like a speech on something and that is what it, uh, that's what stand up comedy is it's it's giving a speech it should be funny but I've seen quite a few people get up there who's like, oh, this is a weird ranty speech that's not funny at all. Well, I've seen some horrible speeches. <laughs> some people aren't funny, but some people yeah. are very interesting. Yeah. I, I've seen some comics go up and absolutely wreck and only tell two mm-hmm. jokes. They tell a joke in the beginning. They're incredibly interesting for four and a half mm-hmm. minutes, and then they tell a joke at the end. And then as they walk away, people are like, that guy was fucking brilliant. Yeah. He only told two jokes. Yeah. He was just amazingly interesting. Mm-hmm. Maybe his life is a train wreck, and he just told us 
story about his morning uh, yeah, or yeah. whatever. Oh, yeah, but, well, thanks for talking about me. That's fantastic. Well, I wasn't going to use yeah. names, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, yeah, I, like, I, I'm, I'm just going up there being like, yeah, I, I'm suicidal, but I don't like pain, so I'm just going to eat myself to death. And Sean's like, brilliant, love this guy. Look at him. Like, <laughs> You ever put heroin in the coffee thinking like that's going to be the boost that'll get you going, <laughs> but it doesn't work, and then you can't pick the coffee out of the heroin? A, a lot of open oh, mics fuck. just have... That, that's the word "open" is used very liberally. Yeah. Liberally, let people come up. Whoever, if you go have there any and say doubt, things. any fear at all that mm-hmm. you may or may not be able to be a stand-up comic, go to an open mic. Go to open mic. You'll see six people who are way worse than you could ever imagine. It'll really boost your confidence. It's yeah. fantastic. And then two years later. You'll be hoping to open it for one of those people. You're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and then after afterwards, it was just one night, we did a set somewhere, somewhere like in Hollywood over there. It might have been over by, by that theater or one of the, I, I don't know where it was, but we went to a bar afterwards. Well, I remember our mutual friend yeah. was having a real hard time in her life. Yes. Uh, which was kind of an ongoing theme for her, but she was kind of at a peak of hard time. Andrew and I were out doing mics and I got a call or a text and was like, hey, our friend is at a bar down the street and she's really bummed out we're very near we should go see her or something like that yeah we, we yeah so we go to the bar get a couple drinks we're going over like our sets we're going over the jokes in our set she's talking about her life and we're trying to make her feel better by like hey you know what i bombed tonight but maybe she's gonna laugh at this joke and we're going back and forth and we're just having a good time. But also we were drinks. just kind of being goofy yeah, just and goofing and talking about whatever. You're going into your conspiracies about alien dicks. Oh, and I'm over here talking. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, yeah. What are they shaped like? Are they triangular? Are they circular? Who knows? Like, they're not linear like ours. No, 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 no. Sure. No, Absolutely no. not. And uh, a guy came and sat with us by the bar. Didn't really know that he was there. Was kind of just like chilling. But like afterwards, like he goes, hey. I heard you guys talking about you guys are stand-up comedians. And we're like, yeah, I mean, we did, you know, we just came from a thing and we're doing that. There's like a friendly interaction yeah, at yeah, a bar. Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, sir. Thank you. Yeah, he's like, well, what's your, what's your podcast so I can listen to it? We don't have a, we don't have a, what? I don't even think we podcast. knew what a podcast was yeah, at the well, time. Yeah, what the hell is that? I don't want to listen to a podcast. He goes, well, if you had a podcast... I'd listen to it. That's what he said. Paid his tab and left. And we made this show for him. I don't even remember what it his just name occurred is, to this me. This show is for him. It That's just occurred who to we me. Made show for. I don't think he listens to the show. <laughs> he didn't even know our names. How the hell would He's he? He's probably not There's listening. No way that that guy was like. Do you know how much work yeah, I have done for him? Done four <laughs> years of podcast for a drunk in a bar. Oh. Like was just like doesn't even oh, listen. Doesn't even listen. Doesn't jerk. Care. Amazing. I never even thought about that. We made this podcast for him. Well, no, we made it for us. You <laughs> know what? I feel as if, if if you are listening right now, and you ever encouraged two, if you ever drunkenly encouraged two people in a bar, <laughs> good for you. This good show's for you. for you. This show's for you. So go out there, guys. And get drunk and encourage an artist, damn it. That's what I say. Encourage someone who says they're trying to do something with Don't their life. just encourage anybody at the bar. There's a reason they're sitting at a bar getting drunk. There's let's a- not let's not just encourage everybody. No, like no, like no, encouragement yeah. could be a weapon. Yeah, I, I say do well, yeah, yeah, because otherwise you're gonna have some you're gonna have these two guys that are just they're just gonna sit down and, and, and get a bunch of gear and get a bunch of equipment and just create a show. 
Hey everybody, did you know that there's a Random Bush song? That's right, Sean and I wrote a song many years ago. It's pretty jaunty, it's pretty fun, and it's a little ukulele tune here. And I just wanted to share it with you real quick right now. So without much further ado, here is the Random Bush song. Once upon a time beneath the Hollywood stars There sat two comedians drinking at a bar They spoke of many things, no topic was taboo They turned the conversation to a thing, then they turned to a podcast And they called it Random Bush Random Bush Random Bush there ladies and gentlemen i just wanted to jump in real quick just so i could explain to you that this next piece of content isn't necessarily up to our normal standard of production quality and the reason being is because we recorded it on andrew's phone in his car like five years ago at one point near the end i start playing with a water bottle which creates some uncomfortable noise and i, I apologize about that but truth be told we just didn't know what we were doing at that time because this is one of the first pieces of content Andrew and I created on purpose, or at least for the intended purpose of podcasting. So, without further ado, please enjoy one of our very first attempts at podcasting conversation. This is Monkey Fights. They're stronger than people, I think. Most monkeys, size by size. On the monkey. Oh yeah, comparatively by size. Comparatively by strong. size, most monkeys are like. I think that if a monkey and a human were the same size, the monkey would definitely. The be monkey strong. would definitely. I mean, of course, but you're talking about like a baby human versus like an adult monkey. Wait, what? Like, I think I could beat up a monkey. Wait, wait, no, no. I don't think you as an adult human can take an adult monkey. An adult monkey? Yes, I could. Yeah, wait, wait, what kind an of... An adult mo- monkey, like a spider monkey? monkey? I could beat the hell out of a spider monkey. I don't monkey. know. Spider Dude, monkeys are quick. I would knock a monkey's face... You know what? You know, if you bring in a monkey... In, but that monkey is wild. He's going to go straight for your face. Like, I, I don't... Oh, it doesn't... I, if I punch that monkey once, it's over. Yeah, but I don't think One... you're going to get a chance to punch that monkey. I, oh, I, I think you might have to on. hit that monkey two or three times. I'll fight a monkey quick. right now. <laughs> get a monkey in here. I would. I would fight a monkey. Would you not fight a monkey? Well, Tell no, me. Was, well, originally, when you were saying it, I was seeing, like, you mm-hmm. and a chimpanzee. Oh, hell no. Chimpanzees. Those are nuts, man. Right. Like, he would bump you. Out. Yeah. Give me, like, a bat, maybe. Or, like, a tool or something. I don't know. I don't think I would fight a chimpanzee. I mean, it's clearly inhumane for you yeah. to fight any type of... I'd fight one, though. I think the spider monkey would be too quick and agile. I think, ultimately, you'd get it by the tail and just kind of, like... Is that based on his nutrition, though? Or is it... Well, no, Because he doesn't eat McDonald's, and I do. That's the thing. No, you're considerable. You ultimately will be the aggressor in that yeah. situation. You just got to get a good hold on Yeah. Him. But... Especially if I blindside him. If he just comes at you, yeah. he can get into quite a few good hits and... Over the course of time, take you out. If if if, if, if he like if, hits and dodges and runs and hides, and like a cage match, I think I win. 
Yeah, okay, in a cage match. Yeah, but like maybe in the wild, like if we had like if it was like the Hunger Games and it was like me versus a couple yes. spider monkeys, I might be in trouble. Except they're dumb. <laughs> I think I'm smarter. I think I'm smarter than a monkey. I don't I don't think they're as dumb as the like I think they'd be able to organize themselves, especially if they were all like pissed off at but you. But how are you gonna explain to them that they're in the Hunger Games? How are you gonna explain that they, to they them? They don't need that. All they know is they're pissed off at you. Okay. Also, I mean, really in the Hunger Games they had genetic modification and they were modifying the animals. Right. No, I'm talking about like they're the other contestants. Oh, right. Like, like, I'm from District 12, and they're all the other right, districts. they're just monkeys. If you haven't seen The Hunger Games, this makes no sense to Absolutely you. Absolutely not. But, that, um, yeah, but so you're just, just saying, imagine you're me fighting a, a bunch of monkeys. Situation. Yeah, I'm in a Hunger Games situation. How I gotta many fight monkeys a bunch are you fighting? I am fighting... Da, 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 five. 20, tw- five other monkeys. Just I was five gonna say monkeys? 20. Five monkeys. 20 monkeys? Yeah, well, I'm not... Not, not all of them. Not all 20 monkeys, but I mean, like... No, 20 monkeys would annihilate No, no, no. 20 monkeys, but it's a free-for-all. All the monkeys gotta fight each other and me. Oh. Yeah. They're well, fighting each other as well. Oh, okay. I think I can outsmart. So it's, it's just like a King of the Mountain situation. Yeah, a King of the Mountain situation. And it's over like a couple acres. Can you just kind of lay back and let the monkeys yeah, annihilate themselves? Yeah, if you can survive. Themselves? If you can survive. Like, survival is like one of the number one things. So, let me get this straight. You've been thrown into a very large cage situation where there's a wooded situation inside yeah, yeah. the cage. Yes. Okay. And there are 20 monkeys in this cage. Yep. With you. Yes, with me. Are there any other human beings? No other human beings. I am the only human, and there are 20 other monkeys. Uh, this sounds like a great reality show. And basically, only one person comes out alive. One sapien leaves alive. Yeah. The show should be called 21 Monkeys. 21 Monkeys. Yeah, 21 <laughs> Monkeys. That's the name of the show. 21, 21 monkeys. monkeys. No, it should be called the 21st Monkey. The 21st Monkey. Oh, I like that one even more. <laughs> so then what? You you have to survive on this island? I have to survive until all the other ones die. Like, I have to be the last man standing. Okay. Yeah. And is there any motivation? Like, what? how do the monkeys know to come after you? They don't. They go after each other. Like, it's every man, it's every sapien for himself. Well, I think the monkeys, like, in this situation would naturally fall into kind of like a, a clan type of... They would just kind of be like, okay, now we're in the woods. They would form they an alliance, like, uh, with each other to fight me first? No, I don't think they would... They, kill those monkeys. They wouldn't recognize that they were on a show. They yeah. would just be, like, this is our Well, our until I start now. stabbing them. Until I start stabbing them. If I get the bow, I'm going to shoot all those monkeys. That's the other thing. I don't think they know how to use... No, they, they definitely do not know See, how to use tools. if I was out in the woods, I'd be whittling a spear. Sure. And you know what I mean? Like, I would find a rock, and I would put the rock with, like, my shoelaces to a thing. It would be my monkey smasher. See, I don't think that the monkeys would elect to attack you. Like, yeah. they, they don't understand that it's you or them. Yeah, they don't get that it's a reality show, And that's what gives me the advantage, and that's why I would win. No, because then you're just hunting monkeys. Yeah, that's what it'd be it's called. It's really just you the hunting monkeys. The 21st monkey hunter. The 21st monkey hunter. 21, 21 monkey hunter. And you just have to kill these 21 monkeys. Yeah, 21 monkeys. Yeah, but and... There's no challenge, really. I mean, ultimately, you they're, they're just little monkeys. You just said that they're they're quick. They are quick. Yeah, but if you've got all the time in the world I to gotta pick throw them rocks off. at them. But you have time to pick them off. Oh, yeah. No, they have no idea. After Once it gets down to, like, five, yeah. it'll be really hard to corner them because they'll right. be hip to your game. I might, yeah, I'm actually, I might actually get dehydrated and tired from hunting all these monkeys, and I <laughs> might just want to, I might just lose. I didn't think about that. I might just be like, ah, so many monkeys. And then I'll be sad because I had to kill so many monkeys. They'll just run and hide from you. You'll never be able to catch them. You'll just be running around this island and never catch them. I, I catch a monkey. I'll catch a monkey. <laughs> I'll catch them. So the first episode is going to be like six months later. You've gone completely island. You're completely out of your mind. Uh-huh. And there's still 20 monkeys. And like, no, there's 19 monkeys and you caught one of them mm-hmm. and you wear its head <laughs> as a I would helmet. Like, I always 
wanted to, I always wanted to watch like Monkey Survivor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you would have monkeys and they, they're in two tribes and you have to make them. I don't know. That's stupid. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, <laughs> that's the stupidest thing I've ever said in my life. Okay, then. Monkey Survivor. Monkey that's, Survivor. that's stupid. Who cares? like Brandon Bush 1.0. We had done, I don't know, two or three shows, and Andrew was doing most of the editing at that time. And I remember he put out an episode. It was like our third episode, maybe the fourth episode. We had had a conversation about flying cars and how we don't have flying cars, and we should because it's the future. Why don't we have flying cars? And in the context of the conversation, we realized that would be a horrible idea because we can hardly drive on one plane, let alone adding in X and Y axes. It would, it would just be a mess. But in the middle of that conversation, Andrew created this weird little sketch, which I'm about to play for you, and inserted it in the middle of the conversation, and then put that out in the show and published it, and I didn't know it was coming, so when I heard it, I just lit up, and that was the moment when I was like, oh, this is a sketch show that we're creating. That's why there are sketches in our show, is because Andrew created this piece of content, which I'm about to share with you, and he did it spontaneously based on what we were talking about, and I just absolutely adored it. So, Without further ado, Random Bush presents Flying Cars in the Future. All right, Marty, you ready? We're going to go. We're going to travel in the future with our flying cars. I don't know, Doc. That sounds pretty heavy. No, Marty, it's going to be fine. Hold on. Here we go. It's going to be awesome fun. Ooh, no drama. Oh God, Doc! Oh, oh no! Oh, no, Marty! Why are there so many people? Oh, so many people all over the place! There's a super dangerous bus that blows up. Oh, it's crazy! Oh, oh, it's so crazy! Oh, it's so crazy! Marty, 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 you gotta calm down. Marty, now listen to me, Marty. Marty, listen, listen. It's your children. Marty, listen to me. Your children. Your children here in the future. They don't know how to fly cars. There's too many things. Everyone's stupid. Nobody learned how to fly cars. It's dangerous. It's so dangerous here in the future. Why? Why do they do flying cars? Everyone dies all the time. Everyone's always dying. They're falling out of the sky. You get in a car accident. You die. It's terrible. My God. Oh, no. We're about to crash. Look out, Marty. Hold on. Wasn't that fun? You know, we learned a lot today, Sean. We learned all the things we that did. it's been a good one, I would say. And I wanted to just say personally, from me to everyone out there in podcast listening land, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It really does mean a lot to me because if uh, you didn't listen, it would just be some guy, you know, just, just talking into a microphone all the time. And uh, I, I would probably still do it, to be honest with you, because I love the sound of my own voice. And I, I'm sure Sean likes his Yeah, as but well. I can't see about how enjoyable that would be for everybody. Yeah, I hope that you enjoyed it, and uh, I hope you continue listening to more episodes, especially now that you know how everything came about. And uh, thank you very much. So uh, from all of us here at the Random Bush Studios, I'm Andrew Bush. I'm Sean Random. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. See you next week, everyone.